Hey, welcome to Tuesday Take, where we take a deeper look at this week's teaching. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Take. My name is Shane. I'm sitting here with Pastor James and Pastor Dylan. How are you guys doing this morning? Fantastic. That's really good. Pastor We're James, here. We're here, man. We're here. Yep. Just living life, living free, and all those other Smoothie, things. Smoothie, coffee. I already had my energy drink this morning. Nice. It's very good. What, what kind of energy drink did you have? Uh, it's called, well, if you wouldn't ask me how to... It's like a sounds oh, delicious. It's, oh, it's amino lean something. Okay, it's got like amino acids. It's got some energy in it. Is this your product placement for it? Nah, we come and see. We get a discount or something. Doty fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> you get fifteen percent off. I don't know. This kind of sounds like a pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just uh, got off Amazon. Okay, I got you. I got yeah. you. So not not trying to plug it or anything. So <laughs> not trying to plug it, but. I will get. <laughs> <laughs> I will get a percentage of the. I will of the get sales. a commission. Yeah. D man, how are you? You know, doing good. A little tired from watching LSU baseball two nights in a row till midnight. Stayed up pretty late. And I'm not even an LSU fan, but here well, I am watching LSU just baseball. A baseball fan. Just a baseball it's fan. That West Coast time zone. Gosh, it's, it's killer. Terrible. <clears throat> it's absolutely killer. I did not make it. I was pretty sleepy. I was pretty sleepy. I was off and on. I was off and on. Yeah, I don't watch any of it. I was just like, I'll check it in the morning. <laughs> That's from a, from a real LSU fan, not even committed. That's from a guy who went there who can right, say right. we. It's, that's, that's sad. True. That's, that's true. Sad. We won last time. <laughs> you know who else won? The Nets. And they won big uh, without James Harden. Won by 39. It's pretty Pretty amazing. awesome. Yeah. I think they're going to take it. Anyway. <laughs> Glad you guys are having a good morning. Hey, jumping into some questions from Sunday. Uh, why do you think it's easier to focus on external things rather than focusing on our heart? What's easier? It's easier to focus on the external things. It's it's a lot more difficult to uh, kind of dig in and get to the, the heart of the issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll echo the same thing. I mean, I, I was thinking that it's um, – well, I mean, you just go through the motions. You don't have to really – I mean, you can put forth effort, but you can just do certain things. And, and I think just generally us as humans, or I, well, maybe not everybody. I know, like, for me, like, I like a, like, I want a to-do list. I want a list of things. Like, all right, if I just do these things, I'm good. Um, and I think God intentionally designed it not that way because he, I mean, obviously we see what, I mean, we see with the Pharisees. I think we see even our own hearts. Like, it's easy for us to in, take things and be like, all right, well, let's just make external markers for ourselves. And that will prove, you know, yeah. that we're whatever. So that's what we talked about in our, our home group was like external things just give you a checklist. And like you can just go through and say, like, well, I did this right. I did this right. And I did this right. And we, we talked about like, like your daily time with the Lord, like through reading and how that can sometimes just turn into like, I have no idea what I read for the last week and a half, but I know I read. And so if I was, you know, in Awana still, I'd get a star. And so I'd be fine. And and how many times does it turn into like a, I'm just doing this because I have to kind of deal because I need to be a good Christian. I need to be all these things. And one of the things we talked about too was uh, how in those moments <clears throat> the Holy Spirit can can just come in and like reveal something to you or convict that, convict you and show you, hey, like you're 
doing this for the wrong reasons. So, yeah, I, I'd agree. I think that one of the easiest ways to, to look at life is to, to put a checklist in front of yourself and be like, I'm not going to worry about the intent behind this. I'm just going to worry that I did the action. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about this when you just brought this up. And not saying this is wrong by any means, but, I mean, could it be somewhat of a style, like you said, a wanna? You know, like mm-hmm. you get a star – if you yeah so like i mean could it be conditioning since kids that were taught like you know i remember when i was in sunday school you know if you brought your bible you got a star if you didn't bring your bible you didn't get a star and so you kind of get conditioned to think oh well i'm good if i bring my bible is bringing your bible good thing yeah i mean it's not bad and so like and i think that's what's hard is like a lot of these things aren't bad things you know is it bad to read your bible absolutely not i I would say it's a necessity for our christian (laughs) life to you know the intake of god's word but you know, when you said that about Awana, I was just thinking, like, could it be conditioning from an early age yeah. that you were taught, like, because, I mean, well, I, and I think one of the difficulties is you can't really know someone's heart, you know, and so that's why it's easier to focus on external things because, like, I don't know your intentions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, Yeah, I guess I can guess on it, but I don't really know it, you know. Which I think is one of the, one of the things we talked about, too, was uh, in home group, some of the questions that uh, later on in the, in the, lesson I guess um looking at those prayers that David prayed and like out of Psalm 51 like that's a that's a real thing and one of I think it's one of the questions like why do we not want to pray these prayers or that's kind of how we took a the the stance on that and I think it's because like I've got to get real with me like that's one of the things I told our home group was like I could fool everyone in this room and make you think all these things but like I know there's times in my life I was a church music major at Louisiana College, and I would go to church whenever I had to play at a church, and any other time than that, I was at home, but everybody was like, well, he's such a stand-up Christian, you know, he loves the Lord, but, like, in reality, like, I was backsliding to the nth degree of, like, none of that mattered. Like, I just wanted to do what I wanted to do, and I think those prayers get you to a point where it's like, oh, I can can fool Dylan, I can fool James, I can fool – Everybody, but I have to at some point get with me and the Lord and be like, hey, I, I know you're seeing through all of my facades. I think that mm-hmm. that's another reason why we're terrified of really looking at our heart is because we know it's in our heart. Exactly. Yeah. Or either we've deceived our heart so much so that we think that we're all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that we're like, oh, I'm, of course I have good intentions, you know. Or my Absolutely. Right, so. so I have a question for us. How do we go about letting another believer know or just talking to another believer that, that they may be putting more stock in their actions rather than the condition of their heart? Uh, I would say probably I think we'd have to obviously go in humility and gentleness mm-hmm. to someone. Because I, I think there's a level of we need to um, – talk with people but then at some level you know I, I was thinking like it'd be hard to say if I was like hey Dylan man I really think but like the reality is like I don't know your heart like this is just my assumption that yeah. you, that you're putting more stock in action I, well of course then again I think there could be indicators in our life that could be like uh, it doesn't seem like he's really doing it from the heart but I think that's why I somewhat you know when I was reading the question I was thinking that somewhat is the issue is why it's sometimes hard to call people out on is we don't know people's hearts, you know. Um, of course, we see why Jesus could. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus knew there. I mean, he was like, I see past all this stuff. Like, I mean, I know that you're doing it without action, you know. Um, 
but you know I think there could be markers you know what was it last week we took, talked about tradition you know where what makes us more upset you know we're failing to do the mission or we're failing to do a, a method or a certain method and so sometimes maybe that can be indicators you know of like oh well you really care more about the method not really the you know so maybe there are things like that we could do yeah but. yeah I think that it has to start with a relationship too like I can't go up to somebody I barely know um but even like you were saying pastor it was like I, I don't fully know, but I kind of see this. But I think that pulling things back to the through the spirit too, and saying like these these things don't really jive with each other. And uh, because I love you, I'm willing to say something to you about it. Yeah, I think if you have that relationship, it's a little easier to approach someone and then receive it in a in a good way. Yeah, and it could be why too. Sometimes we we or people don't like to be involved in close community because like you don't want to be known because if you stay on the fringes, then no one can really know you, you know what I'm saying? And so then you can actually, I don't fake it almost and just not have the right intentions, but you don't know someone well enough. You know what I mean? Like, so I think sometimes there's a intentionality with people of like, well, I don't want to be in community. I want to just step in, step out, no one really knows my life. No one really gets to know me for any length of time because if they did, they would maybe realize quickly that I'm sitting real, yeah, you know, which is kind of terrifying. Absolutely. So all right, I want to ask y'all a question that I was thinking about. Um, I, I'll ask this, and then we'll kind of go into some other things. But gotcha. So because we're, I mean, we're talking about intentions. We're talking about like recognizing fruit right so we talked about maybe as kids there are certain markers that we come to know so here's what i was saying all right just think about i mean it could be our church whatever church you may think of but like what would y'all say are markers for or like how do we and i mean obviously we're going to say external things but how would you if you're like all right that person is seems to be in our church a godly person like what were what are indicators that you would use to make that assessment and I have a point here because it's probably gonna be external things. Yeah. But like, like, what are markers that y'all would think of that you'd be like, that person loves God. That person is a godly person. That person loves the church. I would say consistency in the things that we're supposed to be consistent in. Like, you know that they're anytime the doors are open, whether that be service, you know, of, of just some kind of function, cleaning day, whatever it is, they're here. You know, yeah. they've got a rock solid Bible study with the Lord. They've got a rock solid quiet time. Their prayer life is like that's one of the people that you know if it gets quiet in a room and you need somebody to pray, you can look at them and be like, Hey, would you mind praying today? And so like I, I think consistency where consistency matters. Okay. That's one of the things I think. Yeah, I was sort of thinking along the same lines, but just Pretty much any time there is something happening in the church, being there, being present, whether you're, you know, you're you're the one praying out loud in a group or you're just there sitting there, but you're there every week. That's kind of the first thing that popped in my head was just kind of, I guess, attendance, just being in church Sunday morning, Wednesday nights, Sunday nights, wh- whenever it is. I think knowing scripture well, being able to throw scripture out there, I think that would be a, an yeah, that's indicator. A good one. Um, always has their Bible, always brings a friend. <laughs> Getting stars. They have sorry. lots of stars lining back, their Bible. Went back to Awana, sorry. <laughs> so, here, like, so here was my thought, because we talked about our home group, and we actually talked about it for a long time, is just the idea of, you know, all these are external things. Like, someone, sh- and, I, and I think showing up, atten- like, I think uh, that's important. Again, these are not bad things, but, like, you can show up to everything, 
and still not spend time with God, you know? Because, I mean, really, when you think about it, let's say quiet time, like I can tell you I had a quiet time. You don't really know if I did or not. You, or you don't know if it was five minutes, an hour. Like, none of, y'all don't know that, you know? And so, you know, because I guess here's my thought that I was thinking. is was like, how do we flip the script on what do we use as markers? Because I think you look at the Pharisees, they use these external markers. Were they doing their hand cleansing? Were they doing these things? And that's how they were then proved, okay, well, these are people who honor God when the reality is most of them didn't at all. You know, and I'm not saying for all of us or our church or whoever, like people don't honor God. I'm just saying, you know, like, and I don't even know the answer to it, but it's like, what are, how can we take our focus off external things of like these are the way like you know oh well they're faithful because they show up to every event well i mean there are people who get stars at school for showing up every day of class but they might be the best student mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean it could just be their parents made them go all the time and it's the same thing in the church of like there's got to be other markers that we use to assess spirituality and maturity over just external things because there's a tendency for us to fake them you know i don't know if i mean i don't really have an answer you know i mean i have an answer to it i'd like i don't know it's just kind of in my head of i don't know what y'all's thoughts are but it's just in my head of we've got to flip the script somewhat of how we judge faithfulness and showing up is important i think that's you know showing up is a good thing um well, I think it, for us to judge faithfulness, it's kind of like we talked about a while ago, like it, you need relationship, you need real community to do that. And so I think that's, I mean, that's one step we can take to do that is get in real community, you know, get in a deep relationship, know people well and love people well. And I think it's a little easier to see those indicators rather than just the external things. Yeah, because I think big group, I think that it's easy to just kind of slip through the cracks and be able to, I guess, deceive well. Um, but in a small group of believers, whether that be however it fleshes itself out, I think that it's harder to, to fool. Like, I know it would be hard to fool you guys because I'm in constant communication with you guys. I'm with you guys all the time. It would be very difficult to do that. And because we're close, because there is a relationship there, I think that that's I think it's a good point. Well, I was saying, like, Kirsten, like, she'll know, like, she was like, you you haven't been spending time with God like you need to, you know? Like, she she can tell. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, she can tell in my mood, like, my mood's changed. You know, she can usually indicate those things, and, I mean, mm-hmm. the only way you're going to know that is, again, if you're in close yeah. relationship with somebody. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a good thing to look at. Because I, I, I kept thinking about, like, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, again, if you're, like, I'm not saying people, everyone has bad intentions. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think that, but I just, like the whole time I was reading it, I was thinking it's easy to leave it in the text and be like, oh, well, these shame on these people. Yeah. We, we can do the exact same thing here. And we probably have. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think we use, you know, for all of our life, we use external markers for like, oh, well, this shows that I'm faithful, you know? And it's like, oh, well, you, and I think that's what's scary about these passages. Like, oh, well, you can do these external things. And again, God never... Like you know, when I was thinking of what's it we looked at last week, Isaiah, when he says, "I hate your festivals, I hate your your mm-hmm. gatherings." I mean, of course, God wants His people to gather and worship. Of course, God had required sacrifices at that time. You know, like He wasn't saying those are bad things. It's just they were being done with the wrong heart. So therefore, yeah. God's like, "I don't want you to do 
you know that. So it, it's not like any of these things are bad things that God says, "Hey, I don't want you. I don't want you to read your Bible. I don't want you to be consistent. I don't want you to, you know, show up." Obviously, he wants all those things from us, but if he doesn't have our hearts, then you know, all those other things are just going yeah. through the motions of it. You know. And I think that's something that <clears throat> that you pointed out Sunday was like. Um, one of the requirements isn't my actions, my requirements, my heart, like that, that he requires of us. And I think that's something too. I think, I guess that's one of the ways that we can move beyond the external. And I, I guess it's for us. Like I, I'm, you guys can hold me or I can hold you guys accountable as much as I can, or as much as you can. But at the end of the day, it's me. And so I think a lot of this, like, I don't know. I think sometimes when we ask questions like that, what are markers we can look in other people and say, this is this, this is this, but like flipping that back on me and like, what can I say for me is a good thing. Like what was a good marker? You know, is it if I get up in front of people and tell, you know, I've read six chapters of Lamentations this morning. Oh, like, wow. That, that guy really loves Jesus. There's no way he can read six chapters of Lamentations. I didn't. Don't get me wrong. I was in John, but um, <laughs> I, I think that's one of the things too is like, I think that we try to look outwardly and justify some of our stuff with like, well, this person does this and this person. And so I think a lot of that question too, the the question that you asked pastor is going back to me. Like I can look at everybody else and and do all that, but at the end of the day, what is it for me? And so I don't know. I just thought about that when you were saying that. That's good. So um, moving into the last question of the, of the day, the know your pastors portion of the podcast. Um, Say you're at a wedding remember those um big wedding big dance floor i know we're baptists i know a lot of the time we probably don't dance because we don't have a rhythm well not me but uh if there's a song that's going to pull you out on the dance floor as soon as it drops and you're looking at your significant other and you're like we've we've got to get out there what is that song the cupid shuffle Because it tells me what to do. <laughs> Man. I can't, I can't dance to any other song because I have no rhythm, and I don't know any dance moves, so I rely on the song to tell me. Yep. Man. <laughs> Just everything. I was not ready for that, I'm be honest. Man, so you're, like, you're really big into like cha-cha slide. Cupid Shuffle. I wouldn't say I'm really big into them. <laughs> sounds like what? Sounds that's like just what I'm that's hearing. just all I can do. <laughs> so you're not like a footloose guy. Oh no, I can't footloose. Oh, I man. tried one time. Also, uh, if anyone knows the song "Church Clap," there's a dance that goes to it. I don't know the actual dance, um, but I'd still dance to it. Hmm. It's like my hmm. camp thing. I uh, I'm a big fan of of footloose. It's in my top five, I think. Um, I foot loose at walk-ons last time I was there because it was on. That's good. It was a lot of fun. Mm. I'll be honest. <laughs> For me, it's definitely September by Earth, Wind, and Fire because there's you get you got you queued it up over there. Ninety-eight percent of you just started dancing. You started moving your head. You started moving your shoulders because there's no way you can hear this song. There's no way you can hear that and not be like, oh, that's good. That's good. There's no way you listen to that and you don't dance. So that's mine. I'll go with this one. There, there could be. There's a lot swirling in my head, but uh, I'll go with this one. See, like Shane's dancing right now. <laughs> Can't help it. <laughs> Casey and the Sunshine Band. 
That was a song solid Kelly walked down the, like as we were leaving. That's what we walked out to. That is so sweet. Very much so. <laughs> Why is that your go-to? I don't know. It's just kind of just a classic dance song. You know, you think like wedding dance songs, because I think the band that we had at our wedding, like they played all that, like September, Boogie Shoes, like all those kind of songs. So, Man, it's just good. It's a good time. It's just good. Now, I will say, I don't. I don't. I didn't see Dylan dancing on September <laughs> or Boogie Shoes. I'm not saying that he wasn't. I just didn't see it. It so, was in his heart. It was in his heart. heart yeah. Strong willpower. <laughs> he, he was fighting it. He was fighting it hard. But yeah, well, that's good to know. I'll, I'll keep that in mind if we ever need to make James dance. We'll just turn that on the sanctuary. He just has no. He's a slave to the boogie. He can't. He can't help it. But well, guys, thank you for sitting down and. Um, answering some questions from this week and thank you for listening to another episode of Tuesday Take.